The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. It started as a whisper until you screamed it at the top of your lungs. We gained momentum. You made us unstoppable. We had a vision for change. You made it a revolution. We told you we are the future until you told us the future is now. Hello and welcome to the NXT cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Simmy. How are you, Miss Simmy? Doing good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for joining me once again here on the NXT cast. Brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you need to do is search for the WrestleCast dash the CSPN. Subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign, and the NXT Cast will show up in your podcast queue each and every week. Yep, yep. Well, we had our first pay per view event for the brand new edition of NXT 2.0. Yep. It came in the form of War Games. Did you see on YouTube somebody they had to go find William Regal so he could officially do it? Oh, did they? (laughs) Where is he? Come back. So we started off the pay per view with Team Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai versus. It says Team Raquel Gonzalez in my notes, but I don't really think she was the captain. It was just no. a mishmash of Kaylee Ray, Cora Jade, Raquel, and Io Shirai. Yeah. So Kaylee Team not toxic attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai they start off the match. Um, I'm not gonna go through the whole rundown of everybody coming into the ring and everything like that, but we'll just hit the high spots. Literally. Uh, Corey J does a senton off the top of the cage to put JC Jane, the fake-ass Anna J, through a table. And she bangs up her shoulder on the landing. So it looks like she's like separated her shoulder. She's arriving in pain. She's basically useless. So um, it looks like they're trying to get her out of the cage. Like, oh my gosh, she's hurt. We need to get her like some medical attention out of the cage. But it just so happens that like Io Shirai is coming into the cage. And Io Shirai's like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, we're not going to go down a member. She's like, I got this. So Io Shirai lays her down on the ground and grabs her arm and yanks her shoulder back into place. Woof! I was <laughs> like, give her a medical degree. <laughs> Fix it. By Yoshirai's MVP. Um, so, you know, the match goes on. So Mandy Rose is the final person. So now the war games is officially started. The match beyond, as they call it. Uh, Toxic Attraction holds down Core Jade. They hold her in place so Mandy can hit her with a running knee to the face. And that's a near fall. But the rest of Team uh, Raquel Gonzalez makes the save. And Raquel hits the Cochino bomb to JC Jane. Everyone is down. And that allows Cora Jade to pin JC Jane to win the war games for her team. God damn it. Just because I wanted Dakota to win. Yeah. I'm always on Team Dakota. Yeah, I, w- I was hoping Dakota was going to like get the pin too. Just because yeah. she deserves I mean, for all the time she's put in. <laughs> NXT. Yep. Her hair looked amazing. Oh my god. Loved it. And she had this like slow-mo video where it was just like her with that hood and then that crimped hair just flowing. I was just like ma'am! Marry me! Looks so great! <laughs> Loved it! Ah! And then when her and Kaylee Ray were in that ring oh those two are magic. I was just like yeah. Look at the flavor. Loved it. And little 
RJ did great also. And you know what? You are right. Gigi Dolan is really the breakout of Toxic Attraction. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, she's, she's the one that she's, like, the most, like, uh, dynamic of them. And it's, it's not just because of her, like, big red hair. And she's also toned down in that weird scowling she does. So it makes it better. But, yeah. I was like, ooh. Because when her and Dakota were, like, you know, with, like, fighting other people, I was just like, ooh, yeah, that too. You know what was was weird about this, though? Uh Uh-huh. The crowd did not like two-on-one on on Dakota Kai. No, neither did I. I'm the crowd. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Stop jumping on my girl, all right? I did not appreciate that shit not one bit. Because when I saw she was starting, I was like, oh, hell, they're about to gang up on my girl. And they ganged up on my girl. Yeah, so. Nobody wants Dakota Kai to be hurt. Yeah, for a few minutes there, it was like, babyface is doing what the babyface needed to do. And everybody's like, boo! Exactly. (laughs) They're like, get off of her! How dare you! Yep, exactly. That's how I feel when they beat up Adam Cole. How dare you! (laughs) Yes, he's the bad guy. Yes, he just gave you a low blow. I don't care. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's a precious boy. That's how I felt with Dakota Kai. I know she's a heel, and she's fighting demons that she can't quite control yet. Leave her alone. Let her be. God damn it. You let her hit you with a kendo stick, and you just take it. Uh, team Black and Gold, <laughs> they say they're ready to go to war. Though Johnny Gargano thinks this might be his last time. Foreshadowing. Oh my god. Tag team oh. title matchup. Imperium oh. defending against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Everything breaks down and it's a high low for two on Barthel. Wagner and Barthel go outside and O'Reilly brainbusters Fabian Eichner for a two count. The triangle choke has Eichner in more trouble, but he powers Kyle O'Reilly up into the Imperium bomb and Imperium retain the titles. So this match was really good when it was any of the Imperium people and Kyle O'Reilly. When it was <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly against Imperium man with the hair. When it was Kyle O'Reilly against Imperium man with no hair. When it was Von Wagner in there, I was just like, get out of the ring. Put <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly back in there. I don't care about you, great Kali slash big cast in the face. Don't care. <laughs> get out of here. Because that's when it banged, and that's when the crowd was behind it. When it was Von Wagner's ass in there, I was just like, oh. And Imperium had to slow it down <laughs> for him to catch up to them. But when Kyle O'Reilly was in that bitch, it was on and popping. Uh, Great match, minus Von Wagner. Post-match, Kyle O'Reilly gets a big thank you chant, because, of course, the fans are smart, and they all understand what's going on uh, behind mm-hmm. the scenes as far as contract goes. Yeah. But Von Wagner charges at him, only to get mm-hmm. kicked down by Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Von Wagner gets beaten down, and O'Reilly throws up the undisputed arrow pose, yeah. plus does some crotch chops. And then Kyle O'Reilly just looks at him disgustingly before he walks right. off. When we talk about keeping your head on a swivel, as Nazidi Jonet says, this is what we mean. Because the way that man said, bitch, psych, <laughs> yes! That's right, Kyle. That's why you're one of my favorite redheads. Yes! You and Sami Zayn. Right up there, because I love you. <laughs> He's been through this shit before. He's done this shit to people, okay? We will not forget <laughs> how he tortured the shit out of Pete Dunne. That's why <laughs> Peter Dune is as pissed off as he is today. <laughs> Roger Strong will tell you how they tortured him for like a year. <laughs> so he's not new to this. He's true to this. He just had a fight with Adam Cole who from a gurney was like, I will kill you, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that part. It's great. <laughs> so he knows. He knows when the turn is coming. I was like, yes. That's right. Stupid ass Von Wagner. How dare you? What you think this is? Rookie. You get a promo from Legado del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. They say that they're ready for Zion Quinn. 
Uh, then we recap the events that have led us up to Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes and a hair versus hair match. Now it's time for the match, Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. A poison hurricane rana plants Hudson and a high cross body gets Cameron Grimes a two count. Hudson loads up a razor's edge but gets sent into the corner for the counter. Cameron Grimes grabs a roll up with the trunks for the fast pin out of nowhere as Cameron Grimes goes straight to the moon and is your winner. Yes! After the match, Duke Hudson tries to run away, but knocks Grimes down instead. Hudson teases shaving Grimes' head, but Grimes has to cave in and shaves Hudson's hair with at least a little bit of it before Duke Hudson bails out of the chair. <laughs> he woke up to madness. He was just like, no! Not my hair! <laughs> he out of there. Oh, this is a pretty fun match. This this feud makes me laugh. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, we recap Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight title. Gacy thinks Cruiserweight title is about weight shaming, so Strong is defending the title against someone out of the weight class. Cruiserweight title, Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong. Strong manages a superhero camarada to set up the Boston Crab. That's broken up, so Gacy takes Strong outside, but has to tell Harlan not to end Ivy Nile because he like picked oh, her up Lord. and looked like he was about Lord. to throw her away. A gut, <laughs> a gut wrench power bomb plants Roderick Strong for two count, but he's right back up with a jumping knee to the face. He follows that up with the end of heartache, and Roderick Strong retains the cruiserweight tight. He continues. Listen, I need that the. Harlan? Young Brock Lesnar, yep, him. Grow some hair. <laughs> I'm tired. I can't. I can't do it. I need. I he need looks too to put much. Some hair on now. He looks too much like um, oh God, uh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, you look like you would burn crosses on my lawn, and I don't like this. So put some hair on your head, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, can't take it. <laughs> did you watch this match with the same consternation that I had? I didn't know who no. was the good guy. Yeah, because, like, they're both kind of heel. So, like, I I don't mind a good heel versus heel or babyface versus babyface kind of match. But, you know, I'm like, who, who, who am I meant to root for? I mean, I enjoy Roderick Strong a lot because that man never gets tired ever in life. So, like, <laughs> I, I appreciate his lung and his stamina. And I do like Joe Gacy's weird little character. But I was just like, who... In my, I don't know who I root for. I just root for Team Diamond in mine because it's Mal, it's Malcolm Bivens' faction. So I'm like, okay, you guys then. Yeah, that's <laughs> about the way that I, that's about the same conclusion I came to. It's like, well, I like Malcolm Bivens, so I'm rooting for, for, <laughs> exactly. for that. Um, Kyle O'Reilly is in the back, and he says he wants Von Wagner in the cage on Tuesday. Uh, 2.0. So we recap the men's war games match uh, the lead up. It's old versus new for the future of NXT. So it's team black and gold versus team 2.0. It's always interesting to see who they have start these matches because that's who they consider to be the war courses because those people are going (laughs) to be in the match for like 45 minutes. Yeah. So they chose uh, Carmelo Hayes and Johnny Gargano to start things off. And Johnny Wrestling, as the crowd chanted the whole time. <laughs> See, Miss Jupiter Julep, Carmelo Hayes has it. You don't get a chance to start the war games if you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> you and this beef. <laughs> it's just it's the power of persuasion. It's not beef. She's just resisting my persuasive uh, advances. Um, Johnny Gargano had like basically an ensemble of all his like takeover outfits in his gear. Like his knee pads, his trunks, his boots. They were all like a collage of Mm -hmm. uh, all of his takeover outfits. So that was pretty cool. Um, Because he's going. (laughs) The one final beat drops Braun Breaker as Ciampa hits Willow's Bell on Grayson Waller. Uh, the meat in the middle drops Braun Breaker for two as DIY is just playing the hits. 
Carmelo Hayes, though, pulls the referee from uh, one ring to the other ring to keep from making a count. Carmelo Hayes then hits Gargano low, but gets kneed by Ciampa, who was speared through a table by Braun Breaker. And then the Gorilla Press Power Slam from Braun Breaker finishes off Tomasa Ciampa and Team 2.0 are your winners of the War Games. That's right. Yes. Lovely. This was a really good match. I enjoyed this. I didn't even mind the little DIY callback. I was like, all right, fine. Because it's Johnny <laughs> Wrestling's last hurrah. Fine. But I really enjoyed this. And I was like, you better get that pin, Brown Breaker. Yes. I thought Pete Dunn acted and looked like a certified goon in this match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm going to put your fingers through this cage and I'm going to twist it around said cage. Goodbye to your hands. I was like, sir, relax. Please. Yeah, him and uh, Tony from the docks had uh, yeah. some pretty good interactions there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grayson Waller was the bumper guy like we thought. Like I thought oh anyway. God. He took some big bumps in that match. He's on my list. Same him and Cora Jade when they climbed up that I was just like, get your ass down from there. Get down from there right now. <laughs> Don't go up there. <laughs> and they went and they flew off and I was like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, of course, Braun Breaker looked like, you know, a super duper star once he came in there and, and got the bolt cutters and took the chain off the cage and got got in there and just started wrecking shop. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I have an issue with, just because maybe I'm old school and as you get older, you get more crotchety and more conservative with the things uh-huh. that you like and you long for them to be more like they were and less mm-hmm. like they are. Is it the weapons in the ring? Hell yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's like, dude. Because that kind of bothered me too. It's the war games, man. You got two rings in a cage that covers two right. rings. That's really not enough. Now, I understand like a chair, okay. Kendo stick, okay. But golly, it looked like a hardcore match with a cage around it. Yeah, instead of war games. Yeah, it's like especially when Trick Williams threw that chair. I was just like, "Hello, you could have (laughs) given that man a concussion, sir." (laughs) Why? (laughs) And then in the women's one, when what's her face, Uh, J.C. Jane, she pulled out that table and just gave a one. Whoa! I was just like, "What's happening? (laughs) Are you on heroin? (laughs) Why?" Uh, The one spot where Raquel Gonzalez stuffed. Dakota Kai in the trash can and then spun her around and threw her out of it. Yeah. I was not appreciating that. I was just like, leave her alone. And then put and then put her in it again and then hit somebody else with it while she was I was just like, no. Leave her alone. I'm bullying my girl. But yeah, I'm just not a fan of all the plunder in the ring. Yeah. It's like me, it's mm-hmm. the it's the war games for crying out. I mean, you know, if somebody yeah. got some brass knucks in their tights, okay. I under yeah. a chain, okay, I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, right. we don't need like everything from uh, at least not in both the matches. You know what I'm saying? If right. one match is gonna have a whole bunch of stuff, then the mm-hmm. other match needs to have as little as possible. But right. they overdid it in both the matches with the weapons. Right. Uh, it's just like, come on, man. This it's like Every time in the women's match, it's like after the first two women, and well, after Cora Jade, everybody after that, before they came to the ring, went underneath the ring to grab a weapon right. to bring into the ring. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all are wasting time. <laughs> like, I was fine with, you know, with Katie Ray's baseball bat and Dakota's kendo stick, because that's like their thing. Right. And then Cora Jade, fine with the skateboard. Right. The metal trash can is the MVP of the match, so fine. But like the table and then the extra kendo sticks and then the extra thing. And I was like, guys, enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. And just, uh, but uh, I did enjoy when, when Tony D'Angelo took Pete Dunn's mouthpiece. Like, yeah. I was like, ew, first of all, Corona <laughs> and just sanitary purposes. But ooh, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to break your teeth. So that was great. <laughs> and then like Johnny Gargano and Carmelo Hayes had like a 
flippy shit special in the beginning because it was just like bloop 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 showing all of it um, i was like damn johnny wrestling really in the building <laughs> um there's a line from a song where it says the ceremonies come to a close have to toss a rose but i mm-hmm. can't seem to walk away yet uh, i done got done to mess around and got upset that's how I felt about Black and Gold losing this War Games because it's over. Triple H is NXT, the NXT that I've invested seven years in, or at least five and a half years in, six years in. It's over. It's done. And, and that was the final nail in the coffin right there. Yeah, so had to kind of, you know, take my hat off and you know that gift with rock the uh, charles has done when he takes his hat off and just shakes his head mm-hmm. yeah that's how oh. i felt watching black and gold go down like that it's like it's all over man without a fight it's all over everything oh. yeah so that was war games uh thank you to everybody who used the hashtag uh cast takeover thank you to everybody who was in the twitter spaces sharing their commentary with color this past sunday as well we greatly appreciate everybody's interactions i hope you guys enjoyed the pay-per-view and uh, had as much fun interacting with us in the live tweets those of you who were there uh during the event uh, we definitely have so much fun interacting with everybody uh, during the live tweets, especially on pay-per-view events. So that brings us to our weekly episode of NXT 2.0. Uh, we open with a long recap of War Games, and then we start with Von Wagner versus Kyle O'Reilly in a steel cage match. Now, if you go back to War Games, which was on Sunday, mm-hmm. you go back to Monday Night Raw on Monday, and then NXT 2.0 on Wednesday, or Tuesday rather. All three of those programs, WWE program, mm-hmm. started with Cage Match. Yes. It's almost like it's being booked by the same person. Just my, no. just, just my observations. Uh, no. Von Wagner versus Kyle O'Reilly in the cage, like I said. The guillotine choke is broken up with straight power from Von Wagner. They fight to the top with O'Reilly sending Wagner into the cage for uh, knocking him like back to the mat. The King Kong knee drop connects, but only for a two count. Von Wagner then hits Kyle O'Reilly with a low blow. That allows him to get his double underhook swinging slam, and he pins Kyle O'Reilly. Boo! How I felt. Uh, after the match, Von Wagner ties Kyle O'Reilly into the tree of woe uh, in the turnbuckles right next to the cage door with Kyle O'Reilly's face hanging out of the door. A few door slams onto the face. Um, should, uh, as my notes say, should send Kyle O'Reilly off to greater pastures in AEW. But uh, basically, yes, he, uh, you know, we do the big injury angle as uh, uh, Kyle gets the door slammed on his head about four times. And uh, they have to, uh, you know, help him out of the cage. So, mm. <laughs> your boy Von Wagner is here to stay. Your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rally is a good sport, Lord. Because Lord, at least it wasn't a completely clean win. He had to do a low blow to win. You cheating ass bitch. I like you. We see Johnny Gargano's post-war games promo where he promised to tell us his future on this episode of NXT. Joe Gacy is working to change the name of a show that promotes exclusivity. Um, For now, though, he is ready for Harlan to debut next week. So basically, I think what they're about to do is they're about to strip the cruiserweight from the title. And I don't know if the title is just going to go away or if it's just going to, they're going to like rebrand it as like yeah. another title. But uh, no. yeah, and it looks like uh, the actual name of 205 Live is going to have to be changed too, uh, which they haven't really been keeping um, too much 205 Live because it's actually mm-hmm. kind of been like 
everybody live on there because it's been like uh, it's kind of like main event now for um, yeah, NXT because they had like a bunch of women's matches on there. Uh, Draco yeah. Anthony was on there. Um, That's a hard ass name. I love. It. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves that name. Uh, Last <laughs> Legend is gonna debut on there this week. So yeah, um, yeah it's a it's a bunch of uh, a bunch of different things happening over on 205 Live. Um, 205 Live is about to, <laughs> about to be like, where all these people come from? Because <laughs> everybody's like, man, we got to watch 205 Live. We got to see Last Legend. Yep, we do. So. Brian Bre- I don't exactly hate it. So we'll <laughs> see how what it turns into. Braun Breaker comes out to talk about how 2.0 and Black and Gold went to war at War Games. Black and Gold is tough as nails, but he pinned NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. That makes, excuse me, that makes them one and one against each other. So let's do this one more time for the title at New Year's Evil. So that's when the Diamond Mine comes out. Malcolm Bivens is on the mic and he's like, hold up, LeBron Breaker. (laughs) 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 Bivens talks about Vivis talks about how his team was successful at War Games, and now the weight limit is gone from Roderick Strong's title. That means he can face the top talent, including Braun Breaker himself. Braun Breaker is ready to fight right now, but Roderick Strong is going to have to wait till next week. Braun Breaker accepts because he'll face anyone to get to Tommaso Ciampa once again. He's like, hold up, LeBron Breaker. LeBron. <laughs> he said, "Can I call you LeBron?" Thank you. It's like you didn't agree to that name. <laughs> I love it. Oh, he's so funny. Ah, oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> Creed Brothers versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Julius grabs a stretch muffler on Jensen, who kicks his way to freedom. There's no tag rope, though, and Briggs can't tag in because the grizzled young veterans who are on commentary stole the tag rope. Jensen grabs a roll-up, though, and gets the pin and defeats the Creed brothers. That's like their first loss, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe their second, but yeah. Okay. I was uh, just like, ooh. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know if people, especially younger people, watching understand the intricate details of tag team wrestling to understand that yeah he couldn't tag in because there was because he wasn't holding on to the tag rope right because i was just like now y'all paying attention to who's holding on to the tag rope (laughs) straight out of the ftr uh playbook right like why was y'all doing this two years ago (laughs) exactly i'm just like because i've seen so many people they will be like five feet away from that goddamn thing but they tag and you allow it but now all of a sudden Ain't no tag rope. All the stuff y'all follow rules. Okay. I guess. Hmm. Uh, they had to do something for Brooks, Jensen, and Josh Briggs because, I mean, those vignettes about them I just, like, eating it. steak and drinking beer and playing cornhole right. really wasn't doing much for them. It's not working. Yeah. I'm like, why do you want me to watch you grill this unseasoned steak? <laughs> I can't. Like, it has no flavor on it. I saw no sprinkling. There was no salt. There was no pepper. I saw no garlic powder. There was no paprika. There was nothing on it. It was just the raw meat on there. No. Every time I see it, I'm like, ain't no sprinkle of seasoning at all on that bitch. Not even parsley flakes, which do nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Just raw, unseasoned snake. Just in there. What are you? You're an animal. I don't like it. He's doing nothing. Um, if I was Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, I would go back to like 2000. I'll try to find as much. 2003, 2004, 2005 TNA as I could and watch everything Bobby Roode and uh, James Storm did as beer money and I would just try to do as much as that as I could get away with. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that tag team? Beer money! Yeah, so Bobby Roode yeah. and James, Cowboy James Storm were a tag team in TNA and they were called beer money. And because, of course, Robert Roode has always, you know, displayed having money and, you know, mm-hmm. James Storm likes to drink beer. And, uh, yeah, wow. and so they were a fantastic tag team, ruled and dominated uh, TNA for a long time. If I was Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, that's, that's, 
the two guys I would be looking at and try to get my tag team kind of on the level. See, I wish I knew things like TNA and ROH things were a thing. When I was, I, I, all I knew was WWF that turned into WWE. That's all I knew. Right. I didn't know anything else. Did, WCW didn't know, but didn't know what that was <laughs> until the invasion. I was just like, who, who, who are, you? who, what, what's happening? <laughs> didn't know nothing. <laughs> a lot of people have like all these like, and then in the WCW, I was just like, I don't, I don't know that reference. I don't know what you're talking about. Give me something to YouTube because I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, so I rely on you for the historian things because I don't know nothing. <laughs> Von Wagner, <laughs> he says he doesn't care about Kyle O'Reilly because his war games are just beginning. Wagner leaves as Robert Stone arrives. Robert Stone out here recruiting, taking notes. Um, <laughs> he was so mad at he was so mad because he looked like he wanted to talk to Von Wagner. And he just walked away. He was just like, what you, he looked so frustrated. Oh, it was so funny. Uh the ladies love Zion Quinn is ready for yeah. Santos Escobar. Um, so here is Duke Hudson coming out for a promo with a blonde wig. <laughs> Hudson talks about how everyone was wrong about his haircut because he took care of things and now he has a full head of hair. So Cameron Grimes comes out and Hudson immediately puts on uh, wrestler's headgear, amateur wrestling headgear, basically Kurt Angle from many years ago. Uh, Hudson accuses Grimes of cheating by pulling the trunks with Grimes talking about how they do things a little different from where he's from. Uh, the challenge is issued for one more match with no hose bar. Hudson is in but bails from the threat of a cave-in. <laughs> I cackled throughout this whole thing when this thing came up and this party said he blonde ass wig <laughs> and then he put on that dumb ass helmet. <laughs> oh my god this was hilarious I don't care it, I enjoyed this so much it was so funny like uh, what is wrong with you you dumbass we know it's not your hair this was uh, straight out of when Kurt Angle got his head shaved oh, and he came I, out with the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 toupee with the damn headgear strapped to it dumb and I love it <laughs> oh my god this is great it's so funny Duke Hudson just embrace it like look how good Cameron Grimes looks he looks great with this shoulder length hair with this side part and this trim to the beard you and chest hair and chest hair just out he's like I'm gonna just give you a blazer no shirt underneath in all my glory he looks great he looks great. Definite improvement. Um, the worst tag team name in the history of wrestling. Jacket Town. They come oh, in Jesus. to see Brooke Jensen and Josh Briggs. The grizzled young veterans pop up to say Briggs and Jensen only won because of them. But here are Caden Carter and Casey Cantanzaro offering concert tickets. So Jensen and Briggs lead with them. So the veterans and the Jacket Time, they brawl. Referees break it up. And a sleepy Mae Yang pops up with a pillow and a fountain drink. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, Karen Q, Mae Ying. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was like, who is that? She was sleeping on the couch behind Indy and them last week. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> God, I hate What's that dude, this Stephen thing. Wright, doing his gimmick? Oh, okay. <laughs> the comedian. Because I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> who are you? What you doing? Yeah, it's me. They wake you up at your sleep? <laughs> I hate what they're doing. I hate. I hate. I hate this. The jacket I hate, time. I hate it <laughs> so much. What is this? What is this? They're like, it's. I hate. It just this the racism I see because <laughs> they're playing them like they're like just dumb. We don't speak English. Blah blah blah. I hate it. Why are Grizzly Young Veterans in this? Jacket Time is a horrible name. I hate it. They're trying to build so up the tag team division for Imperium, but yeah. Do it better. They're not going about it in a very good way, are they? No. 
Because what 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 is this? You could have them be a, a bombast like fucking Japanese duo, just like killing the game. Like uh, like Tajiri and um, oh god, Tachi Michinoku back in the day. Sure, I don't know that reference. See, like I said, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was probably good though. <laughs> like I just because like what is this? I just all these men, well at least these four, are too good for this bullshit. I hate it. And you know, usually I like I like dumb things. <laughs> I just love this Cameron Grimes and Drew Custom thing. I'm fine with the little dumb things in wrestling because it makes it fun. It's part of the razzle dazzle. But this is too dumb. Yeah. Where the young veterans don't need this gimmick, and what they're doing with Ikemen, it, it just it makes mm, it feels like racism. I don't like it. Grayson Waller is hitting on a woman outside. But she's like, uh, that's cool and all, but uh, yeah, I'm already spoken for. And he's like, really? It's like, you're going to pass up an opportunity to hang out with me? For who? And uh, we pan over, and it's uh, she's like, for him. And it's uh, L.A. Knight leaning up against his Corvette. And uh, the lady jumps in the car, and uh, L.A. Knight says, I forgot exactly what he said to him. But uh, he pulled off, and uh, Waller swears revenge. Oh, Knight got the girl. <laughs> Never call him LA Knight again. He's a little night forever. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes versus Dexter Loomis is next. Even though I feel like they're doing this out of order, I, I think the match should have been Dexter Loomis versus Trick Williams, but Trick Williams yes. may not be uh, ready to lace up the boots and make the ring talk quite mm-hmm. yet. Um, yeah. Hayes is working on the injured hand of Dexter Loomis and the chin lock is applied but Carmelo Hayes spends too much time talking trash allowing Dexter Loomis to reverse it into a suplex uh, the clothesline comeback sets up the silencer but Trick Williams breaks up the silencer for the DQ uh, after the, uh, so then like um, Dexter Loomis applies the silencer to Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes has to save him and then they go to the back Yo, Trick Williams is hilarious. When he was talking trash in Dexter Loomis' face and Dexter turned and he did that like Isaiah Cassidy scream. <laughs> oh my God. And then when someone brought it up on Twitter, he retweeted and was just like, you would be scared of that shit too. <laughs> oh my God. He's great. Oh, this was a good match. I enjoyed this. Oh, this was funny. Oh my gosh. Now it's time to talk about your sons. They've been out here on PTO for the last five weeks because they needed to find themselves. They needed to get in touch with who they really are and get back on track because, you know, they lost their titles. The fans then turned on them. So they need some reassurance. So they've been on this quest to find this shaman. Well, MSK has found the shaman, and it's revealed that it's Matt Riddle. They sit. Womp fucking womp. <laughs> they sit down in front of some candles, talk about their history, including how fast they have had success. Riddle talks about the Rosa Waits and pays tribute to the still alive Stallion Pete. He's willing to be there with them on their way back to success, but now it's time to open the bag. See, it would have been fine if it wasn't freaking Matt Riddle. Why is he the shaman? But they couldn't they, they couldn't find RVD. Somebody else. God damn it. Took the wind out of the sails of this story that I was enjoying because it was funny. <laughs> the hell is this? Because <laughs> everybody... The door and I saw his blonde ass. I was like, God damn it. Because everybody already feels some type of way about Matt Riddle just because of his outside of the ring, like, normal behavior is doesn't make him a very good person so nope. people are already like don't really want to fuck with him like that and then when they saw that he was a shaman after they've been invested in like okay it's a good storyline this is a good vignette from week to week i'm looking forward to it i'm thinking it's mm-hmm. going to be some like wise men who can really help them give them the mm-hmm. advice they need and nope it's real could have been the right. godfather it could have been anybody with 
you know, smoking, uh, you know, background. That's like, oh, MSK really does stand for marijuana smoking kids since Riddle is their shaman. Like, I just... I, I was like, really? Really? That, 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 that's what we're going to do? Really? Why him? Why him? <laughs> Ugh, it just took the wind right out of my sail. Like, why? It could have been fucking Teddy Long. Somebody else. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I agree. Um, Toxic Attraction, the tag team champions, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, and your NXT Women's Champion, LaMandy Rose, come out to talk about how they are ready to deal with things on their own, like real, like real women. Now, stop drooling. Uh, Mandy Rose also issues a challenge to Cora Jade as well. There's somebody, they're really high up on Cora Jade, and I like little Cora. I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. I call her Avril Levine. Somebody uh, else calls yep. her, I think it was Motet underscore Reese, calls her AJ Lee 2.0. Oh. <laughs> well, hopefully she sells better. <laughs> uh, LaMandy Rose has uh, eased up on the uh, Amanda. bronzer. <laughs> on the Amanda. bronzer. She, does, she doesn't look as, uh, you know, dark skinned as she has in the past couple of weeks. Oh, God. Just be your regular white self. My God. <laughs> uh, Persia Peretti is glad that Andy Hartwell can have her mind back on the team. Hartwell says she is committed to the team, but here comes Dexter Loomis and Andy jumps into his arms. Johnny Gargano pops up and he says he's glad to have his family back together. Uh, we're about to get a Persia Peretti beat down on Andy Hartwell and then I'm I not going to know like how that. I would feel because I like both of them. Right. I don't... This can't be their always their go-to for all. Every time they have a kind of like good tag team, they don't let them get enough momentum, and it's always one's turning on the other, and they always break them up too soon. No, I don't like that. I don't want them to break them because I want to see what they have as a tag team. Annoying. <laughs> it's yeah. like this can't be the only thing you have. Your NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are taking on Usila, Leon, and Valentina Faraz. JC the J- most awkward intro ever in life. <laughs> Why was that so awkward? That girl, she just kept like the, moving her head. The belly dancer girl? Doing, yeah. Well, one was just freaking doing a salsa and behind her, and then the other was on her knee, just like, just kept moving her head. And she kept doing the same thing, like it was like a gif on loop. And I was like, stop doing that. <laughs> it was so awkward. And then she had this forced ass smile. I just, I was like, oh Lord, let's start the match already because this is too much. J- as hell. <laughs> JC Jane grabs a chin lock. That's counter into a running Samoa drop to rock JC Jane. The hot tag brings in Faraz for a two count off a high cross body, plus a lot of shouting. Back up, JC Jane does like a spinning discus kick kicks Faraz in the face and pins her and toxic attraction are your winners yep we knew that was gonna happen uh this is when after the match uh, uh Mandy throws out that challenge to anyone so here comes Cora J with her arm in a sling she talks about pinning Mandy Rose a few weeks back and, uh, and she was a winner of War Games, so now she wants a title shot. But Toxic Attraction has a number advantage, and that's when Raquel Gonzalez comes down to clear the ring with a chair. Oh. I guess. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Stratton talks about her time on the United States gymnastics team. She says a gold medal is nice, but the NXT women's title is better. I mean, I guess now they're trying to give us something besides I'm white and I'm rich and my daddy says I can do anything I want. I'm white, I'm rich, and I'm pretty. That's basically what they've been, or I'm white, I'm rich, and I'm blonde is basically what they've yeah. been giving us for the past like two or three weeks. But yeah, they finally added another layer of depth, which is good. Right. So uh, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I guess I'll see what you got. Uh, so, man. 
Tony from the docks. He's here. He's proud of getting Pete Dunn's mouthpiece at War Games. That's when Andre Chase comes in to say D'Angelo should have followed his game plan and he would have been the breakout star of War Games and not Grayson Waller. But D'Angelo doesn't want to hear it. A challenge is made and Andre Chase is cut off in mid-response. So it's going to be Andre Chase and Tony from the docks next week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I love both of these people. So that's going to be real fun. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade are ready for toxic attraction. That's when Kaylee Ray comes in to say that she has their bats. She has their backs and she offers them up their the bat. And uh, they're like, well, what are you going to use? And she's like, don't worry. I got plenty of stuff to use. <laughs> she's like, don't worry about it. I have many weapons. <laughs> Just now, in the uh, Wrestle Bay matchup of the week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Santos Escobar versus Zion uh-huh. Quinn. Now, I, yep. don't, I don't know who my Wrestle Bays and gorgeous ladies of the Wrestle cast were rooting for here because everybody. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're two favorites of the ladies' creep cast. Mm-hmm. Rooting for both of them. <laughs> So was Electra Lopez, apparently. Uh, yep. The Phantom Driver is counter, and Zion Quinn power Santos into the corner. They fight on top, and Escobar hits a super Hurricane Rana for the big knockdown. Uh, in the crash back to the ring, though, uh, Electra Lopez slips Zion Quinn some brass knucks. When he realizes that he's got brass knucks on his hand, he throws them to Joaquin Wilde. But that distraction lets Escobar hit the Phantom Driver for the pin. She pulled a Paul Heyman. Who were you doing it for? Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> oh, we know who she was doing it for. She put them joints right on his hand. It wasn't like she threw it, threw them in the middle of both of them. And it was like, whoever gets to it first. <laughs> but it could have been like, oh, she put it on, on there to get him so they could distract the referee and get him disqualified. So she could also pull that. Or well, maybe when, the they, when they question her next week, because you know they saw mm-hmm. the tape. Yep. Uh, that's what she better say. But this looked mm-hmm. like Electra Lopez going rogue because um, she Ooh. wants to find love. Yes. This is great. Especially <laughs> there was one moment when Escobar's hair came out of that ponytail and it was just flowing while he was I was just like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I focused on. His beautiful hair as he was like launching as I quit in the corner. Great. <laughs> luscious and just flowing. But it's like, what conditioner do you use that? Tell me. Very luscious locks. Um, also, good match. So yeah. that's what I was focused on. Yeah, very good match. <laughs> Uh, Diamond Mine runs into Carmelo Hayes and Chick Williams in the most dangerous place in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. The NXT parking lot. Hayes says he wants Roderick Strong, so Michael Bivens issues the challenge. Hayes says that Roderick Strong isn't the A champion. And, and he was like, you know that. He was like, don't be disrespecting us. He was like, he ain't got this title. He ain't nothing. And Malcolm, and so they walk off, and Malcolm Bivens is disgusted. He's like, "Why is everybody so damn disrespectful?" <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> oh, I love Malcolm Bivens. I love him. Oh, he was so angry. Okay. Um, I mean, Idris and Fone ain't even wrestled in an official match yet, and Boa already don't like him, so they're gonna wrestle next week. Um. Why is Boa magical? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, when I get full control of these powers, why do you have to get control of magical powers? Just be regular. Because it's not going to work. It's just not. I know it already. It's just not going to work. So it's time for Johnny Gargano. He comes out looking very sad. Gargano oh. talks about how heartbreak, meaning Shawn Michaels told him he could have as long as he wants. And London has fallen is on next anyway. Gargano is like, well, I was always a little femme Nikita guy myself. Um, a throwback reference to people who watched Monday Night Raw back in the 90s. Uh, he talks about how he never had the best promos or skills, but the fans have always been here for him. Back in 2015, he showed up at a tryout and was told he would never be in NXT. William Regal saw something in him, though, and he got a dark match against Apollo Crews. The fans cheered him so hard that they kept bringing him back, even without a contract, 
and now here he is. The fans chant for Gargano, who talks about every single person in the back who has helped him, including listing off a bunch of the coaches and support staff, trainers, and rehab people. I mean, it sounded like a retirement speech. You know how, like, athletes retire, and they're like, I like to thank, you know, my high school coach. I like to thank the trainer. I like to thank the PR guy. I like to thank... They should have had boys to men. Oh, the weekend. (laughs) Just because that's what it was giving. Uh, Johnny says change can be scary but sometimes it needs to happen Gargano isn't sure what is next but he's starting a new job as a dad in February he said his son is going to watch this back one day and thank you all that's when Grayson Waller jumps in from behind with a chair the beatdown is on and Gargano is sent to various things setting up a horror power bomb through the announcer's table and Grayson Waller is gloating as Johnny Gargano is left in a heap and that is how we ended this week's NXT. Wow. Goodbye, Johnny. Yeah, well, here's the backstory. Uh, basically, his contract ended the week before War Games. He oh. signed it. He signed like a, you know, 10 day extension or whatever to mm-hmm. get through war games and get to this mm-hmm. last episode of NXT 2.0 that we just reviewed. Uh, oh. It was released earlier today that they could not extend his contract so now it is official Johnny Gargano is a free agent oh it's been a great time Johnny Gargano I mean listen if he's gonna go this is the best time to do it mm-hmm. I mean he's gonna be a pappy he just you know went out on this big high for with war games even though they lost he had just like this great showing and like you know NXT is going back to its like developmental route so like it's not like you can do much more there besides kind of just being like the old head <laughs> that's like the enhancement talent basically mm-hmm. putting over everybody and, yep right and then like if he goes to the main roster Vince not gonna know what to do with that little man <laughs> so like this is kind of like probably the best decision for him and I'm gonna miss him because I I really enjoy Johnny Gargano, like yeah. whether he was Johnny Wrestling or <laughs> this um damn um Meet the Parents. This, yes, that was oh that that's my that's been my favorite Johnny because he's just I love him being a grumpy old man and trying to keep his family together. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss the Johnny Gargano. Did you see any of the pictures from after the show where Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano have this big embrace? Uh, Tommaso yeah. Ciampa comes out. They all three have a big embrace. Uh, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa and him are sitting in the middle of the ring during yeah. the DIY stuff. It was like, oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. Uh, he gone, gone. Yeah, everybody was like, well, maybe, you know, he's nope. going to go to SmackDown or Raw. No, no, he's not, baby. <laughs> This was this was swan song. Yeah. Again, boys to men track needs to be playing in the background. Same with Kyle O'Reilly. Just... You know, everybody's yep. like, Well, you know, he still got to the end of the month. It's like, nah, bruh, he just did a job to Von Wagner. He up out of here. <laughs> he, maybe he'll stay for just to finish off the final like iteration. Maybe they'll just have one more match where he'll like lose for real or something. Because, like, Von Wagner didn't really, like, win clean. He did it with the low blow. So maybe he'll do one more. I'm back from injury, and I'm going to, you know, have one last hurrah. But he's gone, too. Because baby boy threw up that UE side. He's out. Right. <laughs> right. Does that only leave that for me, personally. <laughs> Roderick Strong and Tomasa Ciampa left as, you know, that original, you know, the original black and gold takeover super indie guys from Triple H's era. You know, they're the only two left. And it's only a matter of day, you know, matter of time before Tommaso Ciampa takes that pin to Braun Breaker. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for it. (laughs) I wonder what he's going to do. Yeah, okay. Go support the police some more? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) tattoo a blue flag on your arm i don't know (laughs) well this was this week's edition of (laughs) nxt 2.0 um the farewell edition farewell to johnny farewell to 
Kyle O'Reilly edition as um, you know the the you know they just keep chipping away at the foundation of what NXT was as they're replacing it with this newer foundation um, very bittersweet because these guys yeah. have provided so much entertainment joy uh, laughter um, throughout their time at NXT um, especially two guys, Jim Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly, who were uh, came into the company as in-ring workhorses, but actually found their voice and promos and vignettes as well, and became a lot more, you know, more well-rounded entertainers, and not yeah. just you know in-ring performers. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that's been very. It's going to be very valuable for Kyle O'Reilly moving forward uh, yeah. if he goes into AEW, uh, and it definitely helps Johnny Gargano too. I think Johnny Gargano always had it, but I think that he felt that with his size and him being so small, he needed to just focus on his wrestling and maybe not his personality as much. But in the over the years, through being in NXT and getting more comfortable and earning his spot. He started to find his entertainment uh, value, and like you said, the last couple of years, um, you know, he was very good at that. Yeah, he so, really was. So, like oh. you said, tip of the cap. This song's dedicated to the <laughs> to, to the memories of uh, Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly in NXT. It's so hard to say goodbye. <laughs> well, at this point, Miss Simi, I'm going to turn it over to you, ma'am, for your shout outs and thank yous. Well, shout out to you, Don, as always. Shout out to the Rafflecast family. Shout out to the CSPN family. Shout out to you guys in the hashtag because I love reading your commentary. Shout out to the patrons for paying a little extra to hear yourself some more. And shout out to Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Thank you for your work. Also, shout out to this Moomoo that I bought. I'm fully into my auntie era, but I'm great with it. <laughs> I bought four Moomoo's, and they are so comfortable, and I feel so free. So shout out to the Moomoo's. Great. <laughs> I guess that's the equivalent to a new pair of basketball shorts for us gentlemen's. But okay. I guess. <laughs> it's very roomy. I feel very free. I feel like I should just go on the porch and look at mine other people's business. <laughs> Great. Great. I love it. <laughs> All I need is a house coat and I'm in there, baby. Uh, well, I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Simi for joining me once again here on the NXT cast. Greatly appreciate it. I give a shout out to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese who joined me for the Raw cast earlier this week uh, and also for some dark match content. Uh, shout out to Miss J to the Max, my SmackDown Matters co host, as we broke down SmackDown as well uh, this past week. So please check out all the episodes here in the CSPN that deal with wrestling uh, with uh, my co-host here. Thank you to all the patrons over on the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron, uh, listening to the exclusive content over on the Patreon page, which consists of me and Miss Simi reviewing AEW Dynamite and also the before and after conversations with all of my co-hosts here on the CSPN or WrestleCast network of programs. Uh, you can also do some Christmas shopping through CSPN. All you have to do is go to CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free. Click on that Amazon link that will take you into the Amazon Marketplace. Do your thing like you normally would and some of your purchases will come back to keep the CSPN running uh, freely each and every week for you guys. So shop a lot on Amazon and also help out your favorite podcast uh, shout out to everybody who uses the hashtag NXTcast each and every week shout out to all the Russell Bays and all the members of the globe shout out to everybody who is in our uh, Twitter spaces our Twitter space crew we definitely appreciate y'all as well so for my co-host Miss Simi I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been the NXT cast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Bye. See you in the hashtag. Children growing, women producing, men go working, some do stealing. Everyone's got to make a living.
a huge showing by Team 2.0 at NXT War Games, but it seems like things got pretty personal between you and Pete Dunne. That Tiffany Stratton's one nimble female, am I right? <laughs> I told you the heavy money's on Team 2.0, and I wasn't wrong. Now, are things a little personal between me and Petey Poppins? Eh. Look, I think I showed him at War Games. I'm not somebody you cross. As a matter of fact, I got this piece of memorabilia off of him. So you normally know I sell this on the internet to some student not. But, uh... Congratulations. You might have won your War Games match, but if you listen to my game plan, maybe you would have come out looking like the star and not Grayson Waller. A star? A star. Look, Professor, normally I give you a beating right here for being disrespectful, but I got some collections to make. So next week, why don't you meet me in the middle of the ring and I'll show you the star is, all right? Who even speaks that way? That would never be tolerated at Andre Chase University.